Hello everyone, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome back to another episode of Accelerating Texas K-12 Education. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Thanks again for joining us on this next episode of the show as we in the Summit K-12 team explore some of the most important trends in education today and draw some reactive and proactive context on where the larger education space needs an accelerated focus on elevating the student experience and really prioritizing that student-centric approach to education. Now, before we get into today's conversation, which is going to be uh, another kind of high-level one where we better analyze Summit K-12's mission, how that turns into uh, actual action and services for the industry, uh, and then again, analyze some of the effects of the last 18 months to two years and how that's informing everything we're doing, before we get to all that, I want to make sure you get all the Summit K-12 context you need to really tap in and enjoy the show. So make sure you're heading to our website, summitk12.com. Again, summitk12.com for more information on how we fit into the industry, but also for more Summit K-12 content. And you can also subscribe to Accelerating Texas K-12 Education on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So just hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of the previous conversations we've hosted, as well as notifications when we sit down with some new thought leaders and post an episode. So on today's episode of the show, I'm very pleased to welcome the founder and CEO of Summit K-12 Education, Mr. John Kresge. Again, founder and CEO. John, great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning, Daniel. Yeah. Real pleasure to have you in the studio. You know, I love getting to sit down with Summit K-12 and further hash out this big video vision for your company, how that ties into the show, uh, but then also just pick your brain a little bit on how Summit K-12 sees the industry today and how that's informing your solutions and your approach to elevating education. So again, folks, today we're going to be breaking all of that down and getting that big picture for the company and its impact. So John, uh, you know, I think first thing we want to do is better understand how you see the vision of the company and retrace the company's steps. So if you could for us, walk us through the history of the company, when it was founded, kind of what was the ethos when it first was started versus where it's at today, and uh, you know, just highlight some of those key moments that you think have defined the purpose of the company. Sure, yeah. uh, when, I, when I founded Summit K-12 about five years ago, um, it was really with the vision of, of creating a, a digital platform that differentiated and accelerated learning and created um, optimized personal learning paths for every student. I've been in ed tech for about 20 some years and I've literally been in hundreds of schools and thousands of classrooms and I can tell you I've never I've never really been in a classroom where I've walked in and every student's at the same language proficiency level, every student is mastering the content at the same pace, right. and every student is reading at the exact same level. Yeah. Yet, you know, those classrooms are teaching every student as if they're all at the same level, right? We're using a 20th century teaching and learning model that's based on every student being at the same pace, but they're not. So I, I was set out, or really set out to, to create a company that enabled teachers to differentiate down to the individual student and we, we actually created a platform that differentiates on a student's reading level mm -hmm. while simultaneously differentiating on their content mastery level mm -hmm. and the third dimension which is fairly unique is differentiated on a student's second language acquisition needs so that addresses all emergent bilinguals in the market 
So it, it, it will dynamically adapt and adjust and create a personalized learning path for students on all three dimensions and allow the, the teacher to facilitate that learning uh, through that utilizing the platform. So that was the vision and the vision ultimately it's about equity and being able to provide differentiation and accelerated learning and being able to provide the accommodations that are needed to help each individual student. Mm. So you said you've been in the industry now 20-ish years, right? Uh, you founded Summit K-12 five years ago, so can you uh, connect the dots on those last you know, 15 years before Summit K-12? What was some of the work you were uh, doing and how does that inform um, you know, not only your unique perspective, but also now that you're leading the company, Summit K-12's unique perspective on delivering these solutions to the industry? Sure. Early, early in my career, I was at a company called uh, Study Island, and okay. Study Island was a company that was founded right after the No Child Left Behind Act in the early, early 2000s, right. when, when state testing was mandated across the country, and uh, it was kind of a new era for education, and, and Study Island was one of the first digital learning platforms to actually address the need to do online test preparation. Okay. So, so I really... Uh, learned a lot during that my time at Study Island, and then I went on and spent several years uh, consulting with other ed tech companies, and actually consulting with traditional publishing companies that were printed workbook companies or print-based companies that saw this major shift from traditional print-based publishing to online education. And it's really challenging as a publisher to run. Uh, to run two business models simultaneously. On the one hand, they're dealing with inventory of books and, and con you know, all the, the workbooks. Yeah, right. The other hand, they're trying to figure out how do we do, deal with online subscriptions and, and do, starting a new business model. So I, I consulted for several years, helping major publishers make that transition from print to digital. Mm -hmm. Had an opportunity um, after working with the, the founder and president of National Geographic K-12 for several years had an opportunity to buy a company from her and start use that as the foundation for Summit K-12 and to really fulfill my vision, as I mentioned, of, of creating a digital platform that differentiates and accelerates learning for all students. So tell me a bit about how you approach as a CEO leading some of those charges or, or building out a company that uh, you know, has uh, that sort of level of initiative and care at every step of the process. What, what would you say defines your approach as a leader there? You, you know, I would say my approach is, is real simple. Um, we focus on the customer's needs and priorities, right? Yep. And we actually put ourselves in their shoes. So everyone in the company um, is required to fully understand the Texas accountability system, So, which is what principals live and breathe every day, is what district admins focus on every day. So they're looking at Domain one, which is student achievement on star test. Domain two, how did the students grow from last year to this year? Domain three, how did we close the gap with those students? It could be English learners or special needs students, but how did we close the gap between all the different uh, subgroups of student populations and the general education students? So. So when my team, when we have a conversation with a principal, we start talking, how are you doing on domain one? How are you doing on star growth? And here's how we can help you impact those criteria that are important to you. They had, a few years ago, the state implemented a new accountability system where every campus in the state every year is rated from an A through F rating, right? 
our team knows that accountability system inside and out and we know exactly where we can make an impact and make a difference for a principal or for a, a superintendent yeah. on moving the dial. So, so that's one of our keys to success. And when we focus on uh, a partnership, we put skin in the game. We've Starting three years ago, we offer a 100% passing rate guarantee if they utilize our programs wow. on STAR or 100% that they'll, they'll get an A rating in the subject if they partner with us. So if we're not successful, our team's not compensated you know, appropriately. Yeah. Or, or basically, we're putting skin in the game. So we're, we're, we're not just selling you a subscription to a, a software solution. We're waiting for the star results to come out to see how did we do because right. we're, we're right in the game with you all year. We support you year round and ensure that you're successful. So as long as we align our goals to their goals and outcomes and we hold ourselves equally accountable for the results in the spring, everything else seems to take care of itself. And then we build solutions that align with their, their needs and that impact and move the dial on their report cards, not ours. I mean, it feels like a real dedication to being a, a core supporting element for students, basically, and centering that. And, you know, while that in practice turns into, you know, you support the needs of uh, the client, of, of the school districts and schools that you work with, the ethos is, well, you know, we want to make sure that the student outcomes are there. We want to make sure that the student reaches that individual summit of their education. And I think that really proved itself to be an effective and winning method for um, you know, developing new solutions over the last couple years because of the pandemic. Uh, so I'd like to connect the dots there with you as well. Um, you know, in our last episode with JW, who's a creative producer here at the show, we chatted about some of the, the high level um, intersections with you know, how COVID and the pandemic's impacts are affecting the conversations we're wanting to have on the show. But at an even, I guess, more uh, you know, deep level, how do you see the pandemic and some of its accelerations to different learning trends influencing Summit K-12 as a company and your approach to services, uh, et cetera? That's a great question. We, we uh, obviously, we've been a, a digitally focused, digital online education company. Yeah. And what the pandemic has done, it's forced everyone, teachers and students, to become fully fluent in use of digital technology from iPads to iPhones to Chromebooks, et cetera. So, so we've crossed that hurdle. Now everyone is absolutely in a digital arena, if you will, so we can support them with the tools that we have. And if you look at, so we've, we've crossed that hurdle in terms of the devices are out there. Now every student can access technology and now it's about providing the professional development to teachers to help them get up to speed on how they can utilize technology to their benefit and, and allow the, the tools to do what they can do in terms of the adaptive personalized learning tools and then monitor, look at the data, look at reports and use those reports to drive instruction or to target those individual students that really need their help yeah. rather than teaching the same topic to the, same, the whole class when half of them don't necessarily need it. The other thing in terms of accelerated learning and education, if you look at the research and the, uh, the, the content provided by uh, people like Dr. David Steiner of Johns Hopkins University on accelerating education, the key he talks about is 
yes, we've had a learning loss. And in some cases, it's six to eight months learning loss from, from this past 18 months. In, with other students that are in lower socioeconomic groups, it could be a full year or more behind that they've fallen behind. But the key to accelerating learning is not to go back and reteach an entire grade level that that student may have missed. Just to go back on those skills where they need the support, go back, scaffold vertically, go back one grade level or two, accelerate them back to where they need to be to keep up with the class. Otherwise, they're going to fall further behind in the current year. Right. And so everything we've architected is, is architected to vertically scaffold on skill-based skill uh, you know, at a skill-based level and to get that student back to where they need to be right. in the content area. So, so that, I would say that's a key. Another thing we've done, it's one thing, there's so many ed tech companies out there and there's a, you know, if you go to a normal district, they have subscriptions to so many different platforms and the teachers are kind of using half of them half-heartedly. Like they can't possibly implement all of the platforms right. with fidelity. So what we've learned is it's not about just giving teachers a subscription and training them on a one-time basis. So we build in year-round professional development mm -hmm. and, and we align our content and curriculum to the school district's instructional strategies. That's key because they've got a plan for the year already. There's a certain instructional strategy on how they teach the students. And if you can make sure you align your online cu curriculum and content to existing instructional strategies that are already best practices, it makes the teacher's job, it makes it real easy for them to just say, I, I get it, I, I know how I can implement this component of Summit with my existing instructional strategy. So that's been a key to implementing the program with Fidelity and getting a high uh, renewal rate each year. I want to hone in on, uh, I guess, one more specific aspect that I think really led discussion around uh, the impacts of COVID and one of those key areas where there needs to be accelerated attention on you know, reactively and proactively solving this issue. What I'm teasing at here is learning loss. It has been a focus of the education space for years now, but I think it became front of mind when it became so acute that almost every student was facing some level of learning loss because of the disruptions to the traditional flow of you know interfacing with your peers with your school environment and with your educators so can you uh, give us some insights as to how summit k-12 is addressing or trying to tackle this issue of learning loss in a way that is individualized for the student but then also for you know each school or school district and trying to assess what are some of the macro trends there at a small level right the macro micro trends yeah, and sure. um, what do those strategies look like on, on the learning loss specifically, there's a couple of things uh, going on there. I mean, w what we've done to, to really support our district and school partners is we've created a, an adaptive personalized learning path. So it, all the students can come in and take a, a pre-assessment, a diagnostic assessment. It'll determine exactly where they are on the learning continuum. and It'll generate a personalized learning plan for the students. So that will help address individual student learning loss needs and then get them back up to where they need to be. The state passed um, a bill in June called House Bill 4545 mm -hmm. and that required all districts to, to have students get 30 hours of tutorials for any student that did not pass the state STAR assessment last spring or didn't take the STAR assessment because it, it wasn't really counting toward the accountability last year. Now 
all students that didn't pass those had to take 30 hours of tutorials this year. We've created a House Bill 4545 customized, personalized learning plan for those students because you're, you're taking students who are no longer in that class. Last year they may have been in social studies eighth grade, now they're in high school in another class. So, so they're not currently in the class taking, getting the direct instruction from the teacher. So they needed something online that could take them through a personalized learning path at their own pace and allow them to complete the 30 hours of instruction. So that's one thing we're doing to address part of the need for those students that, that struggled on the STAR test. But then at the individual student level, it's being able to create, even within a classroom, every student can be on their own path, but not feeling like it's just everyone's in front of a computer every day. We've built in teacher tools and teacher reports to, to allow the teacher to uh, make informed decisions using data to be able to focus on the students that need their, their support the most and bring it up to a whole class or a small group discussion on several key key items in the, in the curriculum plan. Yeah, I mean, the way that you describe your approach, it just feels like, again, you're centering that student-centric experience and uh, prioritizing meeting the needs and the, the demand and really the hunger for individualized education um, because it's a big trend but it's also one that's tough to really manifest and make happen it takes a lot of resources takes a lot of support and so being part of that I think is going to be key again I love that Summit K-12 is centering test prep and sort of the responsibility of delivering on quality test prep and the whole ethos of your company uh, can you just dig in a little more into how you view that as a service for your clients and um, how do you really try to deliver on that quality? That's a great question. Uh, first of all, we don't believe our company is a test prep company at all. Sure. What, what we do focus on is accountability growth, right? The STAR is a test and TELPASS, they are tests, but we are, are uh, the, the architecture of our system is not at all about preparing for a test. It's about holistic content and language development and building that throughout the entire school year. What's unique about what we've done is we, we've gone in and we've modeled all of our formative assessments, the weekly practice and assessments the students go through, to look and feel exactly like the STAR test when the students get to the STAR test. There are 15 unique items on the state language assessment, the TELPASS test. So we embed those 15 item types throughout the fall and winter in the practice and the language development skills practice the students get. So we're eliminating the need to, to drop everything in the spring and have all the kids focus on 30 days of test prep, getting familiar with those items they're gonna see on the STAR. If they do it naturally as part of a, a language development or a science or a content development throughout the year and see those item types every day, there's no need for test prep. So we impact the test results because those are critical to the accountability system in a, in a principal's A through F rating or, or the campuses and, and the district rating, but there's no need anymore to do test prep. So that's, that's our philosophy on that, is embedded into the way you, you're gonna do the, the curriculum every week. Uh, we're just about done with the conversation, so I wanna say thank you for all your insights so far. Uh, last question I've got for you is, like you mentioned, Summit K-12 has a wide variety of solutions that you provide, um, and that, again, gets granular at just like the kind of service you provide, but also the different areas in education, the learning subjects that you differentiate among. Uh, can you break down some of the specific approaches you have to deciding 
how you map out your different curriculum services based on the grade level you're serving, the subject matter you're serving, uh, or the service itself, right? Break down some of those strategies and how Summit K-12 views it. We're a market and customer-driven company. Right. So uh, on the market level, we, we look at all the legislative trends. So uh, about three years ago, the state legislature decided to change the TELPASS test, which is the, the test of English, lang English language proficiency. Sure. So they originally were weighting 80% of the test toward the reading and writing components, okay. and they made a shift to weight it equally to reading, writing, listening, and speaking, all four domains, right? And in that one year, uh, scores dropped significantly on the TELPASS test because districts weren't prepared for the listening and speaking component. Right. So we, we saw that coming, and that's the year we launched our TELPASS listening and speaking, or our Connect to Literacy listening and speaking program, and that's been a, a big support to districts in improving sp students' listening and speaking skills. Sure. The major trend that we're in the midst of right now is the state last year, or, or a couple of years ago, passed a bill called 3906, mm -hmm. and this is bringing the reading and writing STAR test into a single coordinated test. And in the past, writing has been tested in fourth grade and seventh grade only. So now next year, teachers in third, fifth, sixth, and eighth grade who've never prepared students for a state writing assessment are going to be caught flat-footed, basically. They're, they're, they, don't, they don't have the background. They haven't had the experience of taking a student through that writing pathway right. so we've prepared a solution called accelerated literacy and language development that integrates the reading and writing skills and preemptively prepares schools and teachers and districts for what's ahead so not only we're dealing with coming off of the pandemic pandemic with the learning loss and trying to accelerate back to what normal was sure. but we're layering in a brand new format of the test right with integrating reading and writing in grades that have never had to test at that level so so it's going to set us further back if we don't address it proactively so that so we're looking at what's going on at the legislator at the state level and then proactively working with partners to build solutions ahead of the curve before the before it hits them when, when the teachers are or having to, to prepare students for those new situations, if you will. All right, John, well, I think that does it for the conversation today. So thank you again for joining us in studio and giving us some perspectives again on how Summit K-12 is approaching its role in meeting the current demands of the industry. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to more of the conversations we're gonna have that frame these important discussions. So thanks again for your time. And again, folks, we've been chatting with John Kresge. He's founder and CEO of Summit K-12. John, before we completely wrap up here, if folks wanna find out more about the company, your role in the space, or maybe they wanna get in contact with you, source some of your thought leadership or perspective, how can they do so? Uh, I, I would just say uh, go to our website, summitk12.com, or follow us on any of our social media channels. And if you want to get in, uh, in touch with me personally, feel free to reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'd be happy to, to start a conversation with you. Fantastic. All right, folks, easy enough, summitk12.com. John Kresge, thank you so much for your time, and I'm looking forward to uh, some future conversations. Sounds great. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, of course. And you're always welcome in studio, of course. Folks, thank you again for joining us on another episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard and saw and you want to tap into some future conversations or make sure you're caught up on all of our previous thought leadership, make sure you're heading to our website, summitk12.com. Again, summitk12.com. 
www.accelerateingtexas.com and make sure that you're subscribing to Accelerating Texas K-12 Education on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Summit K-12's podcast.